call with my counselor, do a bunch of interviews, all kinds of fun stuff today. So uh, yeah, hopefully ready to kick today's butt. That's that's the goal. <laughs> Lots of to-dos. Our, our reading today, I only just glanced at, but I have a feeling I'm going to find it very relatable and interesting timing again. So I, 1 John 3.18 says, Dear children, let us not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. We are learning to break the cycle of addiction. By going into recovery, we are assuring that we will pass on much less dysfunction to our children. They will benefit from, the, from our new lives and the changes we are making. Now we have become healthy role models, helping our children live better lives. It's exciting to think that each successive generation will benefit from the recovery in our family today. Future children will be raised in families where active addiction has been replaced by more openness, honesty, clear thinking, and real communication. We can take pride in knowing that today's work, today's meeting, and today's recovery will pay dividends for generations to come. In the meantime, we ourselves are living in the present with gratitude and healthy pride, choosing to live, choosing each day to affirm life. Today, let me show gratitude that recovery has benefits not only for my family, but for future generations too. Yeah, I'm glad that that stuck with that topic. So two things are coming to mind for me. The other day, I had a call with one of my girlfriends and we were talking about some of my objectives for 2021. And she was I'm trying to think of how exactly we got on the topic, but it, it was about taking care of our kids or being a good example for our kids. Um, and I had said to her, that I've seen this happen over and over again, that that if if someone chooses to go into recovery and start living a life where it is full of the openness and honesty and good examples and stuff, that the kids, I mean, most of the time, in my experience, the kids come back and the parents can't do it do it for the kids per se. I mean, it, it's a good motivation. And if that's the mindset you need to take, that's fine. But it really has to be about yourself. And you have to trust that if you just do the next right thing, the kids will accept the new version of you. It takes, it. it's a transition, right? And if you've operated with an attitude for years and years or whatever amount of time, there's a trust factor. People don't want to trust us, including the children. This thing about the cycle, you know, that really hits home for me um, directly, you know, as, as a child or of someone who, you know, people in the family that 
had alcohol and substance abuse problems. And I take, even though I haven't, I don't have children of my own, I take this mission very personally when it comes to setting the stage for Kylie and the life she's going to have. Like, I honestly don't, I, she motivates me. I don't use her as the reason to not um, gamble anymore or to not drink while I'm not drinking. It's not because of Kylie, but I do choose to try to live a better life and to be a better human being to set an example for her that she may not have access to otherwise. And she didn't do anything to deserve that, right? Like she was just born. And to show her what healthy looks like. And and trust me, it's not because I lecture her and tell her I'm healthy. That doesn't work, guys. Just just so you know, I'm dealing with a 16-year-old here. What it what it is is I I'm completely freaking honest with her about the the goods, the bads, and the uglies. And even though I tell her the uglies, right? I don't shield her. I I tell her I tell her the truth, whether it pertains to me or a situation we're talking about, whatever it is. But with her, it's like at 16, she has the responsibility of a 30-year-old. And she's had that all along. She's almost had to play the parent in in so many years. And when we were talking last night, you know, she she expressed that to me in a way, you know, she's like, yeah, like I'm there when this one is, you know, when dad's upset, when mom's upset, when this one that and that one. And she's like, but who's here for me? Like if the parents are being coddled or, or taken care of by the child, when does the child get to be taken care of? And that was part of the essence of our conversation. And she's definitely one who I'm pretty sure will make babies eventually. Hopefully not anytime soon, right? But she likes kids and and babies, and I can see her having a family. And I see in her what I had, the I want to do better than this mentality. And I think it'll stick. Um, She doesn't use drugs or drink. I mean, I ask her. and, And because, I mean... She's never she's never broken my trust, so I believe her when she tells me that, and I feel safe asking her those questions, and I think she feels safe answering them because that's the environment we're living in. Um, I want her to be able to trust me with her feelings and her secrets and and whatever's on her mind, and for her to know that if she does need a pla- a safe place to cry or vent or whatever, I want her to know that. I'm willing to do that for her. I couldn't do that if I was still gambling. Even, you know, like even gambling, if let's say that her parents have mental illness or substance abuse and whatever, and I was still gambling, I couldn't help her with that even if I was not drinking. Because when I'm gambling, that's my motivation in life. And I don't think the same way as when I'm not gambling. I don't have a clear mind. I can't help anyone. I'm not helping myself when I'm gambling. So 
it's important to think about it as overall wellness and not just specific to one thing. I mean, that's kind of what the storyline that got me in trouble was I didn't want to be an alcoholic and somehow I rationalized gambling. And of course, back then we didn't know a lot of the things we know now, how dangerous it is and what it does to our brain, or at least I didn't know. I think when they were doing the studies, I mean, I was part of a study when I was in my early 20s. I think they had some sense of it, but um, I didn't I didn't know that. So I was actually just creating the same kind of behaviors and attitude, as I like to call it, that that are not healthy living, that are not our best life. You know, if you're lying, if you're hiding, if you're manipulating, if you're stealing, if you're isolating, those are not the examples you want to set for the kids, right? And um, now I just take so much pride in, in trying to set an example for her. And I can't control it either, guys, too. Like, let me let me be clear about that. Just because I choose to live this life doesn't mean that Kai's going to decide to choose this life. She She's going to have to decide. But I'm going to show her both sides of it, right? Like she can see the turmoil and the drama and the the stress of one style of living. And then she can look at my style of living. You know, we were talking about college last night. God, I freaking love this kid. Like she's just so damn smart. So when I explained to her that... Going to community college the first couple years saves a ton of money versus going to a big name school for your gen ed electives. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't, it's not something that I don't, I think that colleges talk about, right? Like there's all that hype in high school about going to school, what school did you get accepted to? But if people stop to really think about it, um, you can send your child to school the first two years for those gen eds, general electives, like math and English and all that stuff at a fraction of the cost of the big school, of the big school tuition. And then they can move over to two years later and you've saved essentially almost half of the college bill. So, you know, we had a conversation about that and she just... She totally, I could feel like a light bulb went off over her head, right? She's like, oh, like, oh, that makes sense, you know, because she has a couple colleges in mind. And she listens. Now I can't, can't force her to go, can't, you know, any of that stuff. And when we were talking about tuition, I said to her, I said, you know, yeah, I have plans um, to make it so that I have the capacity to help you with college, but I'm not just going to give you money to go to college. Like, I'm just not. I mean, it has to be, in my mind, like, um, not that this, actually, now that I'm talking through this, I'm almost wondering if it sounds like I'm putting conditions on love. And it's not conditions on love. I just think that there's a fine way. Now, mind you, I'm not a parent, so I'm just doing the best I can here. But I want her to have responsibility and ownership of it too. 
I've often heard stories of people, you know, that do have the parents that send them to college. And, and I see it in, in so many of my friends. Like I'm in that generation now that people have kids going off to college and they're all worried about their finances to get the kids to college. And I'm thinking to myself, like, the world goes on if you don't have money for college, right? If, if you need student loans or whatever, I mean, there's an assumption that you go to college to get an ROI to pay the bills or whatever. And my, my personal opinion anymore is I don't necessarily see the value in college the way I once did. I think the world is changing. I think that I actually feel bad for the colleges because I'm not sure how sustainable they are very long, long term. I think there's this, this world's awakening where people learn from doing. Like, for example, all the kids that are working virtually, they're going to be more savvy about managing their calendars and sending emails and communicating and being technologically savvy. Well, there's a couple college classes right there, right, that they don't necessarily need to take because they're actually getting practical life skills through COVID. It's one of the things that I think is a good thing. It's still not good that, you know, there's COVID in the world is the way it is. But I think there's, as I encounter more and more adults that don't know how to do these these skills that are basic survivor skills in the world of business, um, it's good to see that the kids can do that. So um, would I absolutely, let's say I had, you know, millions of dollars in the bank right now and Kai was ready to go to school, would I pay for her college? I may, but I also would set up some responsibility things with it. We'd have to agree whether it's certain grades or, or whatever because I want her to have ownership in her own development. That's just my style and, and it could be wrong again. I'm not a parent, but I know that those were the things that stuck with me and helped motivate me and propel me through life. I think that's part of how I survived uh, such a devastating addiction all those years and come out okay on the other side. Like I never went without a meal or, or any of those things. I mean, I did a lot of damage with relationships and, and all of that, but I had this work ethic because I knew I always had to fight for what I wanted. Um, working at a very young age. It also was a double-edged sword because then I was entitled because I was making my own money. So I guess it goes, you know, it goes a couple ways. But this this concept of leaving it better for the next generation is really what is captured here in the reading. And I hope that you'll give that some thought and and decide what kind of example that you'd want to be and also how valuable your recovery and your example is to your children and to the people that you can influence, even if it's not your own children. Like in my case, it's my niece, right? Um, But I just want to do a good job for her and I want her to have better than that. And hopefully if, if there's children out there that don't have folks that have found this this new way of living, um, maybe you can be one of the influences that helps their children, you know, like we just got to be, that's part of the point of being good people, doing the right thing and just being happy and taking care of ourselves. It's what I believe in. Okay, beautiful people, I am going to go get ready. I hope that everyone has a terrific Thursday. 
I apologize for yawning. Can't sip my coffee and talk to you at the same time. I'm not that gifted. So I will be back tomorrow for Happy Friday. Get what you